You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We will do something different here. We're going to change gears and look a little bit more to the offseason. We're going to table Super Bowl 57 for a while as we settle in here with the the two-week break in between the conference championship game and the Chiefs and Eagles playing in Glendale, Arizona on February 12th. 12th for Super Bowl 57, so good stuff there to come. We'll break that game down for you in full from the fantasy and betting perspective. We'll do that uh, next week leading up to the game, so excited to do that. First, we're going to uh, change gears and look at some of the things that are on the minds of all the teams that are not playing in the Super Bowl. We're going to look at my latest mock draft for Sporting News. I've been doing one with each round of the playoffs ending here, so updating it every week, kind of uh, considering what teams are thinking while they might be on the clock on the first round. And then we know some teams do not have first-round picks, and they're going to navigate through that. And some teams have multiple first-round picks trying to uh, maximize their return with those selections this year april 27th it all starts so we will dive into that here on the show we'll go through picks 1 through 15 today we'll come back with picks 16 through 30 that's right we're saving it there for the chiefs and eagles uh, for the last two picks after the super bowl so we'll go 1 through 15 today 16 through 30 tomorrow on the show thanks for making locked on fantasy football your first listen today we're free and available to you on all platforms this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on today to get started with FanDuel. All right, let's uh, do five picks in each segment. That works out well over the three segments of the show. So we'll talk about the number one overall pick right now. The Bears are sitting on it. They have a potential trade down scenario. They got Justin Fields, a quarterback. We don't think they're going to be replacing him. They need to get him some help here in the draft and in the offseason in general through free agency. But the number one overall pick, I mean, right now, the players that will be in play, if it's not a quarterback, are defensive players from the SEC. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) The SEC has more defensive studs coming into the NFL. They've got studs everywhere. But looking at Will Anderson Jr., he's the edge rusher, can do a lot more than that. He's a little bit of Micah Parsons-esque here, can get around the field and make plays. He did that at a high level for Alabama. So, He would be in play as well as Jalen Carter, the disruptive defensive tackle from the national champion, repeat national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. So it's a tough call, but the Bears have been gutted at linebacker quite a bit. They saw Khalil Mack get traded there to the Chargers, uh, moved on from Robert Quinn, also moved on from Roquan Smith, traded him to the Ravens in the middle of the season. So Bears need to rebuild linebacker. I mean, linebacker is kind of the calling card of the Bears when you go back in time to their early history with Dick Putkiss. Then you get to uh, what they had with Mike Singletary for a long time. And then Brian Urlacher, of course, their latest Hall of Famer from uh, linebacker here. So the Bears are used to having great linebacker play over the years, uh, no matter what here. So they need to restore that, get the pressure on the quarterback. So they'll go defense here with this pick. They can find 
help for the offense, skill players blocking a little bit later, but the best player on the board for them at this situation here at number one is either Anderson or Carter. And we're going to get Anderson just because of the need at linebacker being a little bit greater and Anderson maybe having a bigger impact there overall on the field. All right, the first quarterback off the board. Now, there's a lot of debate on who is the best quarterback in this draft between Alabama's Bryce Young and Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. I just trust Bryce Young a little bit more. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's been focused. He's put up some big numbers. There's been less inconsistency from him. He's played at a high level with a pro-style offense. You know, Bill O'Brien, now going back to the Patriots, was his offensive coordinator. He also had some influence early in his career from uh, different guys that really helped him. So I do like the fact that uh, Bryce Young, a little bit more polished. I think he has a higher floor. I think C.J. Stroud might have the higher ceiling, but I feel most comfortable with Bryce Young that you can plug and play and you're going to get a long-term reliable starter here. I think the kid is going to continue to grow and develop. I love his athleticism. I love his arm. I love his leadership qualities. Came back, finished out his career at Alabama on the field playing against Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. So I like a lot of that, the commitment, playing out there, not being afraid to get hurt, put up the numbers here. So the Houston Texans are the number two team on the clock. They got to go quarterback here. No more Davis Mills. They got to find someone who can actually replace Deshaun Watson as a franchise quarterback they thought they had just a couple of years ago. So when you look at that, I think Bryce Young is the best choice. And really, it's a good spot here for him. They're going to have to figure out what they want to do with Brandon Cooks. Nico Collins is a decent receiver. They've got some young tight ends, including Brevin Jordan, that they can look at. This offensive line is not terrible with Laramie Tunsil there. I know he has a higher contract there, but when we're looking at it overall, the Texans are pretty decent and are conducive to maybe putting up some points at the quarterback. They have a good running game. We know with Damian Pierce, they're returning as a second-year player out of Florida. So when you're looking at that, uh, Bryce Young, again, I'm intrigued to see what he can do with the pros, but... I think the Texans would come back to being on the quarterback production map should Bryce Young end up in Houston. All right, let's go to the third pick. We said Anderson and uh, Jalen Carter were the best two defensive players in this draft and maybe the best two players overall. The Arizona Cardinals, what happened with them? They saw J.J. Watt just announced his retirement. Watt was still playing at a high level, so they're going to miss him. Zach Allen is pretty decent, but he's a free agent. He was hurt a lot of last year as well. So Jalen Carter makes a lot of sense for the Cardinals. Doesn't matter who their new coach is going to be with the defensive scheme. You want Jalen Carter out there, you can disrupt in a 3-4, 4-3, or hybrid scheme. It doesn't matter. So that makes a lot of sense. Just like the Bears need to restore linebacker strength, the Cardinals need to get their defensive line back intact without Watt, and it would make a lot of sense to go after Jalen Carter at number three overall. At number four, the Colts. They also need to get off this quarterback carousel here. Uh, the Texans... Uh, Went the youthful route with Davis Mills. The Colts, we know, have gone from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. None of those results have uh, paid off too much. Rivers did get to the, them to the playoffs. Wentz was a disappointment. Then everything came apart with Ryan, including Frank Reich, being fired here. So the Colts, again, regardless of who their coach is, they need to end this cycle of veteran bridge quarterbacks. They're sitting in a sweet spot here to get whoever the Texans don't take or whoever trades up there with the Bears doesn't take most likely here so they're hoping that uh, that no team trades up if not the Colts would be a candidate to make sure they go and get their quarterback but CJ Stroud goes to the Colts feel good about that pick right now so Stroud Young in some combination going to the AFC South right now to me from Houston and Indianapolis the final pick I'll cover in this uh, first segment is the Seahawks they're at number five we know they've got uh, this pick there from uh, 
just uh, trades that they made. Uh, this one is from the Broncos move. So, again, uh, they didn't expect probably to pick in the top five with the Broncos being so bad after the Russell Wilson trade, but they'll take it here. So I have them taking Miles Murphy. He's an edge rusher. I know they got uh, some good rushing from Uchenna Nuosu and some other players up front, but they need some help in the pass rush, get some more traditional edge play here for Pete Carroll. And I look at uh, what Miles Murphy can do out of Clemson. He's pretty reliable here. Anderson's a little bit more of a complete, well-rounded, dynamic playmaker. Murphy is just a little bit short there, but he's still in a very explosive pass rusher that the Seahawks can have, and he can be devastating there to complement what they already have under the defensive-minded Carroll. All right, so there you have a look at the first five picks. Uh, we'll get through picks 6 through 15 on the rest of the show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. So excited to be talking mock draft. I've been uh, looking at these prospects for a while, but now getting a chance to uh, share the information and insight with you here on what these teams might be thinking on the clock and what the value of some of these prospects are, especially on the offensive side. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell you all lovebirds that you've probably had your day plans on the calendar for weeks, but have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Whether you're celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Niles Bench Jewelers will then handcraft that perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile provides expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place you in control. So you can forget the usual hassles of the jewelry shopping process and focus on the romance and making her happy. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in different discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free and so are returns. Right now you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. BlueNile.com. All right, we'll continue the show in the moment, looking at uh, our mock draft here on the show. We're looking at picks 1 through 15, my latest first-round projections for 2023. Lockdown is headed to the Senior Bowl, speaking of the draft, to see all the prospects, upperclassmen that are playing really well and are hoping to uh, break through with their practices and really boost their stock as prospects for the NFL draft. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next-generation college. Find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Lockdown NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So excited about that. That's why we're talking some more draft here on the show on Lockdown Fantasy Football. So let's get back to it here. We're at number six here. The Lions are on the clock, and the Lions also have a couple picks from the Matthew Stafford trade, the gift that keeps on giving here. This is not from their own pick, but rather the Rams. So the Seahawks and Lions really benefited from the Broncos and Rams really underwhelming here this season. So I do like the Lions to maybe think about corner. I think they're going to keep Jared Goff at quarterback. They're pretty loaded. They have a great offense line, great weaponry all around. So they need to focus on defense. I think Jeffrey Okuda showed some signs that he could really live up to expectations as a first-round top corner, but they really struggled to find that guys reliable away from him. So Cam Smith can clean things up. So you put Cam Smith there out 
of South Carolina. He's a very good cover man. He's got the nice size. There's a lot of big cover men here, and I think that's a trend here to try to contain some of the bigger receivers in the NFL. So Lions uh, should be pleased with how he can complement the game of Akuda here, and we know the Packers, uh, they're in transition with uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. you got the Bears, probably going to add some more behind Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. The Vikings have Justin Jefferson and a lot of challenges there. So Lions trying to just get better on the back end. They already have uh, Aiden Hutchinson to help their pass rush here. So a little bit of help for Jeffrey Akuda to shore up the secondary a little bit more. Cam Smith makes a lot of sense. The Raiders are also going to be thinking about a quarterback, but they also will think quarterback here. They're definitely going to replace Derek Carr. They benched him for the final two games of the season in favor of Jared Stidham. They're looking to trade him. There's no way I think Raiders uh, have Carr as their starting quarterback this season. Probably looking at Tom Brady first to try to reunite him with Josh McDaniels as he's a free agent and can go anywhere. So a lot of things to look at here with one Raiders draft pick here at number seven, but Keely Ringo would be the pick for me right now. He's an exciting corner from the national champions. Again, Georgia made a lot of plays for them last couple years. Raiders need some help badly there on the back end. Uh, they have Nate Hobbs in the slot, who's okay, but he kind of fell off a little bit. He was hurt as well this season, but really on the outside of their coverage with the size. And again, Raiders don't have to deal with Devontae Adams because he's on their own team, but you got the Chiefs receivers. you got the Chargers there, the combination of Keen Allen and Mike Williams. The Broncos still are pretty tough with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. So the Raiders need to prove their secondary quite a bit here. So Keelan Ringo can help them a little bit work there. And this is just going to be one of the many improvements I think the Raiders try to make to become a more complete team just to uh, think about Tom Brady. Of course, they'll have to make a decision on Brady before the draft, and that will affect their plans. If they don't land him, then quarterback would become a higher priority with the seventh pick. At number eight are the Falcons, uh, seeing Paris. That's Paris Johnson. Caleb McGarry, their right tackle, had a fantastic season. He was really great, as well as Chris Lindstrom, the center. This team is a great run-blocking team, good offensive line play overall from the Falcons, but... Again, Calvin Gary, I would look at free agency. We've seen different guys leave at that position, including Jack Conklin cashing in elsewhere. So I could definitely see McGarry wanting to get that big free agent payday. Well, Paris Johnson can really help the Falcons. He's played multiple offensive line positions there to fill in a tackle at Ohio State. So he'll be polished, ready to go here for Arthur Smith in this uh, run-heavy offense, which should have more of a passing element here in 2023. Our next pick goes back to a quarterback at number nine overall. The Carolina Panthers are sitting there. They're hoping that uh, things don't change where a team jumps up. But they're okay with the Colts jumping up to the number one spot to get Stroud ahead of Young or Young ahead of Stroud ahead of the Texans. But they don't want things to disrupt too much more. They don't want the Raiders to maybe be into a quarterback or maybe the potential of the Ravens trading Lamar Jackson to the Falcons getting the pick right before. But... If they stand pat here, I think they have to look at a pocket passing quarterback. Sam Darnold is a free agent. They could bring him back as a backup. We know they moved on from Baker Mayfield. P.J. Walker is just a guy here. So it's time that they looked at a franchise quarterback here that could work well with Frank Reich, their new head coach, their offensive-minded head coach. Levis uh, profiles a little bit to what we've seen with the pocket passing style. That's the kind of guy he likes in general with a little bit of mobility. Carson Wentz, he did wonders with him early in his career. He also got the best out of Phillip Rivers and also Carson Wentz last year before things started to break down a little bit more. Matt Ryan, just a mobile guy that, uh, immobile, I should say, that uh, can't move around as much. And Frank Reich really attaching himself to Matt Ryan didn't work out very well. So now in 
Carolina with the Panthers. I think Will Levis, the Kentucky prospect, makes a lot of sense for them. Should now Young and Stroud be off the board at number nine. We go finally to pick number 10. The Eagles also have multiple picks in this draft. And uh, again, they'll pick later. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be 31 or two, 32. It depends if they win the Super Bowl or not. But they could use more defensive tackle help. I know last year's draft, they took Jordan Davis. But he's a straight-up beefy, run-stopping dude. They need some depth here. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. These guys are free agents. They need to replenish the depth of the offense or defensive line here. They could say goodbye to Cox here. So Brissy would make a lot of sense. He's a complimentary kind of penetrating player, quick, that can get to the quarterback a little bit while complimenting Davis, who's more of the classic big run stuffer here. So Brian Brissy out of uh, Clemson would be pretty solid here for their defensive front in Philadelphia. Can play multiple positions, can play inside or outside. So very intriguing prospect for sure. And Philadelphia could really boost its depth at number 10 overall on that defensive line. All right, we'll get into picks 11 through 15 in our final segment. Don't forget, 16 through 30 will be our analysis tomorrow. These are just uh, ways to think about what these teams will be thinking on the clock and what teams are on the clock where with the, what needs uh, could pop up, especially in the offensive skill side. So we'll get into that. Uh, we are going to talk uh, about four more offensive skill players in those uh, next five picks, believe it or not. So we'll get into that in a moment. I'm very excited to tell you that... Uh, there's only one app that you need here to uh, have during your Super Bowl party, and that's FanDuel. And I'm very excited that FanDuel has uh, been now involved with us as the new sports betting partner on the Lockdown Network because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you play and bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Really, we're going to look at, obviously, we're going to look at Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown in this game in the Super Bowl 57 for the Eagles. Feeling good that A.J. Brown is due to find the end zone. So a lot of interesting props that we'll look at here. And we'll do that in depth next week ahead of uh, Super Bowl 57. So excited about that and uh, getting on board with FanDuel as well. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. It's uh, very easy to use, and uh, again, just a few clicks away, and you're set for your game action. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, it is uh, time to close the show. We're looking at picks 11 through 15 on my latest mock draft for sportingnews.com. Again, we're going through 30. We'll get the back half tomorrow. And again, we'll wait and we'll revisit the mock draft a few times here leading up to April 27th. Here's what could happen and what teams might be thinking in those first 15 selections. At number 11, the Titans are picking. They need some playmakers. They need somebody for their offense. They got Traylon Burks last year to help at receiver, so they're excited about him being a potential number one. But how about getting a special tight end here to make some plays? Uh, it's a staple of their offense, we know, needing some tight end help. But they've gone downhill because they used to have Delaney Walker. 
But then they had Austin Hooper, who didn't get the job done as much. But Michael Mayer can be an explosive athlete, the Notre Dame product. He can be the next great tight end in the NFL. We're looking for one of those guys that are physically imposing, can get down the seam, make big plays, also physical all around with some attitude. And uh, Michael Mayer certainly has that for Notre Dame. Loved watching this guy play. I think he's a Mike Vrabel type of guy, physical, can position himself to get open. He's going to help either quarterback, Malik Willis, or Ryan Tannehill here get better. Mayer's just a guy that can be schemed open, use his body well, positioned route running and getting open to score. So I love Michael Mayer all the way through the red zone. I've watched a lot of him, and I think he'd be a great fit in the Titans offense here at number 11 overall. At number 12, the Texans are back on the clock here. And uh, you look at Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, Jigba, Quinton Johnston, Kayshawn Booty. There's quite a few guys that are right there with each other in terms of receiving talent. Same thing that we had last year when it developed with Drake London and Chris Olave and Jamison Williams. And then we got into Garrett Wilson and so many options there at receiver that were special here in the 2022 class. The 23 class is very similar here. So I think if you're going to get young, you need to get a weapon. It would make some sense to maybe go after an Alabama target, but not one that they quite like here, but Jordan Addison, great profile from Pitt, winning the Bolitnikoff Award there, as well as uh, transferring to USC and USC and really putting up some numbers with Caleb Williams there, the Heisman Trophy winner. So Jordan Addison really made a good move here, boosted his stock as a number one receiver. So he gets the Texans there. That would be great because uh, we'll see if they big break Brandon Cooks. I doubt it. But Nico Collins could be a good complimentary number two to Jordan Addison. We talked about... Uh, having some depth at tight end as well. So that would uh, definitely make Young or Stroud more appealing if they could attach him, the Texans, with a wide receiver here at number 12 overall. At number 13, sticking with wide receiver, these guys are all close, just what you prefer, and that's what kind of happened last year when you had the Falcons take Drake London, you had uh, the Saints go Chris Olave, the Jets go Garrett Wilson. It was just picking the preferences there of what they wanted there. In the end, we saw James Williams, Traylon Burks all fitting in their type of offense as well. So Jets, I think, need Jackson Smith and Jigba. Speaking of Garrett Wilson, they were happy with the returns they got last year, but Corey Davis can't stay on the field. He's been unhealthy. Elijah Moore is best suited for the slot here. They're going to change their offense, blow things up. Maybe they're trying to woo a court Aaron Rodgers with Nathaniel Hackett as the new offense coordinator coming over from being the fires to coach the Broncos. We know Hackett also had tried to get two receivers going, couldn't quite get them all healthy together. Cortland Sutton and Judy, they're in Denver, so that makes sense to have two dangerous receivers here. So looking at that, Jackson Smith, Njigba, and Garrett Wilson, that's going to be pretty dangerous for whoever's a quarterback. We're guessing it's not going to be Zach Wilson. Will they go after Aaron Rodgers? We know it's not going to be Joe Flacco. Mike White's a free agent, so they got to make sure that they cater to that next quarterback, whoever he may be, veteran or rookie. But Jackson Smith and Jigba makes a lot of spends here to make a lot of plays for the Jets, and he's going to fit right win with Gary Wilson. They're used to running routes with each other at Ohio State. The Patriots, I thought about wide receiver for them, but they also could use some linebacker help. I know they got some good play out of Jawan Bentley this past season, but they always looking for versatile linebackers who can make play. Trenton Simpson out of Clemson makes sense there on the second level. They're going to have to address some needs there with the depth, but need a little bit more impact there playing next to Bentley. So, And I think he's a Bill Belichick type of player. Chess piece, he can move around. A little bit of similarities to Isaiah Simmons who came out of Clemson, but I think Simpson is a little bit more of a dedicated linebacker that the Patriots will like. So 
he's definitely a good choice here for them. Kind of Bill Belichick type player coming out of that scheme of Dabo Swinney and that defense. All right. And finally, the Packers. I have them going to wide receiver. This may seem weird, but they might have to give a different quarterback a lot of extra help here. I know they have Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson, but they also have Randall Cobb as a free agent here. We'll see if uh, Aaron Rodgers is moved, and I don't think you'll see Randall Cobb return. Robert Tunyon, the tight end, is a free agent. Alan Lazard is a free agent. So they need some help here at wide receiver, even though they got Watson and Dubs in last year's drafts. So they have Samari Toure, but... Quinton Johnson is a man, big targeter, 6'4". Alan Lazard, keep in mind, was pretty big. They need a red zone guy that can work. Also work inside, stretch the field a little bit, help uh, then Dubs or Watson work the slot. Watson also has good size here. So you get Watson as Johnson as your top receivers of Dubs working the slot. That's going to be pretty special here for the Packers, no matter who their quarterback is. So if Rodgers stays, it makes sense. If Rodgers goes, it makes even more sense here because they're not going to be in the wheelhouse for the quarterback and they don't need a quarterback they got Jordan Love waiting in the wings so they'll just pivot to him give Jordan Love that help here with more receiving help so that's the difference that the Packers have than these other teams is they've got that first round rookie quarterback stash he's just three years into his career so they can make that pivot here if they move and uh, again that would be interesting, but that will definitely affect the Jets and Packers pick. Again, if Rodgers ends up in New York as a Jet wearing a different shade of green, they're going to try to help him and cater to him as much as possible. Here, if they move on uh, in Green Bay, they're going to have to help Love a little bit more this season, and uh, Johnson or an offensive lineman would make some sense there in the first round at number 15 overall. There you have it. There's a look at the top half of my latest mock draft for the NFL in 2023 at sportingnews.com. Again, we'll come back with pick 16 through 30, what teams are thinking, another quarterback that comes off the board, all that good stuff there. We'll break it down for you on uh, the show on Wednesday. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Podcasts and get daily conversation with the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis of the biggest games, including Super Bowl 57 with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been your host, Vinny Iyer. We'll come back tomorrow looking at picks through number 30 overall in my first round mock draft here on Locked On Fantasy Football.